developed, created, and owned by James Pro Artistry Productions. Even though you do not have four legs, you are still a thoroughbred, or in human terms, a masterpiece. Hi, I'm James, and welcome to this James Pro Artistry Production moment. As you can hear from the environment, it is again a nice outside broadcast to you right now. Either way, I would still like to place this on the James Poe Artistry Production Podcast. So I wanted to make you aware of that ahead of time. Okay. Now, a thoroughbred horse, a racing horse. They are dearly loved by their owners. In fact, you probably would find the majority of the ones who have invested the time and money into these thoroughbred horses, which costs a lot of money. Did you know it actually costs hundreds of dollars a month? Maybe I believe thousands of dollars. Yes, at least I can say thousands of dollars a year thousands of dollars a year to thoroughly take care of your horse, your thoroughbred horse. I mean, you actually have, you know, the nutrients, the food, uh, you know, special type of diet. Then you also have the veterinarian. Uh, Make no mistake about it. A lot of care and treatment goes into horses, especially the thoroughbreds, to keep them in tip top shape. And what happens while they're in tip top shape? Well, they're able to enter races, you know, like the Kentucky Derby and all sorts of other types of races that, hey, can even bring, <laughs> let's just face it, even though uh, some people say, what? That's gambling. We're, we're not getting into all that. But all the same, it shows off that owners, you see, and also the rider care of that horse. Because if everything isn't done just right or maintained just right for that horse, will that horse be in the shape that it needs to be to actually engage and participate? And yes, even win those type of races. Of course not. So, yes, the owner very much, the trainer very much, the rider very much plays a large role in that. And see, and I ask the question again. Other than money, (laughs) you see, why do people get horses? Why do people make them part of their family? Because not all horses or even thoroughbreds are put into races, you see. The reason being is there's a big therapeutic payoff for having a horse. I mean, you have a friend. Uh, You have a trusted confidant. Uh, We've talked before on past podcasts that no horses, (laughs) they can see through stuff. You know, they can sense things. If I was to use an example of that movie, Lucy, you see, if you heard about that, where it finally got to the point where Lucy could just sense everything well you know horses can sense a lot of things too and they can sense also the sincerity of people fear etc on a very heightened level you know dogs can do it but horses can do it even (laughs) so much more and it seems like even miles away but all the same people who love horses 
That's the reason why they invest so much time and money into them that don't even put them into races. It's because they love them and the horses really do give them a therapeutic like comfort and love you see from them. Now, so just imagine what everything said by just maintaining a horse, a therapeutic horse or what have you, uh, the high level of benefits and value that is returned back to the friend in the owner, the friend in the trainer. All right. Imagine that. But what would happen if all of a sudden the horse or the thoroughbred is neglected? See, after being at such tip top shape for a while, you can imagine maybe for about a month or so, it'll still seem like no damage is being done. But you'll probably notice within the next month uh, where that therapeutic horse was winning races and maybe it's now only coming in second place. Then it's coming only in third place. Now, can the owners really get upset at the horse for falling behind over time due to not having the, uh, let's just say, due to the neglect. No, the owner wouldn't be able to. The trainer wouldn't be able to. If anything, wouldn't it be more uh, humane, if you will, you see, to not even expect or place such a burden upon the horse until what? The horse, once again, gets the nourishment, the treatment, and everything else that kept it in the tip-top shape in the first place. See, there's no reason to even have to look at what would happen over time if we just don't do this or do that to the horse. You heard me say this many times before. Everything has already been seen, written, and done in this world, you see, since before time now, since man has come upon. So we have all the information we need for everything, all of it. The question is, is there a willingness to always really apply that information for the benefit, you see, of the soul individual, uh, of the soul horse? Because remember, you may not have four legs, but you're still <laughs> a thoroughbred. But in human terms, you're a masterpiece, you see. And so I want to emphasize this to you because, as I said before, there are some persons that they just thrive off a of hardship. You see, thrive off of climbing a mountain and experiencing pain and gashes and stuff like that. Let me tell you, there are other persons who don't. And so I always say again, okay, whatever may be your cup of tea in that area or strong drink in that area, there is no reason to look down upon this other type of group who just don't ascribe to that type of treatment, uh, that ascribe to that type of development. Because I'm here to tell you today, you know, one of the reasons why, as you know, I've been so interested and stories and opera and you see and um, even over the top drama and expressions at times see in this proper setting is because this is what I've learned. And I've been telling you right now, there's a lot of sensitive people right now in different positions. You see, that's really helping people call, call it sanctuary type of positions, if you will, 
that they didn't have to go through a whole lot of trial and error and mountain climbing, if you will, in order for them to still come to the proper frame of mind that they needed to not only participate in society, but be very helpful in society of the day. As you see what I'm saying? They still turned out to be well-balanced human beings. And so with that being said, stories, see, uh, that they've read, books that they've read, maybe their parents shared stories with them from the past. They were already of the frame of mind that they could take those stories and benefit from them. Take those stories and make them a part of their heart, you see? So the same way some persons have to go through, like I say, a lot of uh, a hardship in order to get empathy, you see what I'm saying? In order to learn and grasp how you even treat and honor people, these persons didn't have to go do all of that in order for them to grab it. They just got that same information and made it a part of them some other way. As a side thought, the good book helps people to do that too, who, do, who are actually going to an in-depth study of that. But see, this is what I'm trying to share, continue to share with you, persons who have been perceptive readers uh, for years. In order to be part of a better world, this thinking of once again feeling like someone has, uh, like I said, the authority to be in such any type of position where they can start just making any person who take they take notice of or take notice of them like they're their human slave or this and that or what have you uh, and then treat them even worse than a thoroughbred horse. You see, uh, those those days are leaving. And for persons who say, oh, no, they won't or what have you. Well, don't be surprised if all of a sudden even a thoroughbred horse would just sit down and just say, well, you know what? This is not going to be the type of world that, you know, uh, I would enjoy or being in. But at the same time, never may it be so that I will deny the creator that still made me. But the owner is neglectful. The trainer is abusive, you see. So the whole point is this, as I continue to relate to you all. If you sometimes really want to see the best of a person, you shouldn't want to see the person suffer and go down in a neglectful state just to see how they're going to react. You really should give them once again, especially if you know they earned it, you know they earned it. If they did the same type of stuff and even more than some of the other persons who, like I said, may be in the director's type positions, then they certainly once again, if that's what they were pursuing in the first place, they certainly should it be it should be equivalent and and even higher multiplied. You see what I'm saying with the control over their funds and nutrients and things of that nature to take care of themselves. Because why? As a human, they know how to do such things anyway. You see what I'm saying? And you're not going to always know everything or the background of certain persons. But let me tell you one last thing in closing, since we're talking about masterpiece and masters. You see, 
One way to hold a human back sometimes is to constantly try to make it seem like they not right with their God, especially when they know that they are. And it doesn't bother them. You see what I'm saying? It doesn't bother them, whatever people say. But here's a problem. If once again, other persons can continue to be convinced to have to keep on seeing something played out for this reason or that way, in time, it forms a neglect. In time, there's a conditioning of the mind of the people. So what is the result? Where I always mention the Tuskegee uh, medical experiments. You see, uh, there are thorough reports that were done on that. Because you can go from a very smart, empathetic, intelligent person to actually an insensitive intellectual by once again letting the crowd start affecting, you see, a person's mind in such way where they're so busy wanting to just see an outcome of this and that, that they're not realizing the neglect is actually taking that thoroughbred all the way down to a level where it is neglect, very much so. Won't even recognize it because it's so interested in an operatic show, so to speak. And so that's why I told you again about good storytellers, why they are needed. When you have persons who can already tell stories and put emotions and things of that nature in it, and you have the right setting and the right frame of mind, I told you there are people Reasonable, reasonable people who have learned it about it tremendously. That's why you've heard me mention about persons like Stan Lee, et cetera, et cetera. So let me say this again in closing. You may not have four legs, but you are a thoroughbred. You are a masterpiece. And let no one, let no one ever tell you otherwise. Have a very wonderful day. You have just listened to the Perceptive Readers Podcast. Remember, until next time, if you read something that encourages you to improve or enhance your life for the better, it becomes your reality. <laughs>